Mike Check 717. This is Eric T. Jones, a.k.a. Brother Jones, and I just need five minutes of your time. Today, I will discuss the email scandal surrounding former Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden, which exuded racism, misogyny, and homophobia. Afterward, I will underline a part of Gruden's racist comments and examine it in relation to the NFL's handling of its $1 billion settlement regarding concussion-related brain injuries. You're probably wondering, how is Brother Jones making this connection? Well, there's something about Gruden's racist comments that overlap with the NFL's endorsement of medical racism, which I'll explain in more detail later. Simply put, Gruden is a red flag that symbolizes a toxic culture that's pervasive within the NFL, especially when it comes to matters of race. Okay, let me provide some background. In case you didn't know the details of Gruden's email scandal, it's important to note that his emails stem from accusations of endemic sexual harassment and verbal abuse within the Washington football team organization, formerly called the Washington Redskins. Of course, it's the team that was forced to give up its racist name. The organization responded to these accusations by hiring a legal firm to run an external investigation, which the NFL ultimately took over. Following its conclusion, the Washington football team was fined $10 million, and its majority owner, Daniel Snyder, relieved himself from day-to-day -day operations until the coast is clear, I presume. This investigation also led to the discovery of 650,000 emails that included John Gruden and his buddy Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington football team. Over seven years, Gruden, an ESPN employee at the time, sent emails that exuded racism, misogyny, and homophobia. The first batch of leaked emails featured racism. During a 2011 NFL lockout, Gruden apparently had an issue with how NFL Players Association Executive Director Demore Smith handled the collective bargaining negotiations, referring to Smith as Dumbore Smith. But wait, there's more. He added that Smith's lips were the size of Michelin tires. When these emails came to light, Gruden claimed that rubber lips were a term he used for people he believed were lying. While he seemed to acknowledge his poor choice of words, he stared clear of owning his racism. Gruden declared with the confidence of an unapologetic white man, I don't think he's dumb. I don't think he's a liar. I don't have a racial bone in my body, and I've proven that for 58 years. Well, suppose rubber lips indicate that one is telling lies, fibs, and teradiddles. In that case, Gruden's lips are quite rubbery, based on his emails and explanation. Days later, the second batch of leaked emails featured misogyny and homophobia. These emails included Gruden raising issues with the increase of women referees, an openly gay player being drafted, Michael Sam for those who don't know, and as if that wasn't enough, he called NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell a homophobic epithet. Following the second batch of emails, it was only a matter of time before Gruden was no longer employed in the NFL. He released a statement that read, I have resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I love the Raiders and do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt anyone. First of all, let's examine the privilege of exuding racism, misogyny, and homophobia and still having the option to resign even though we know Gruden had no choice. Second, Gruden said he didn't want to be a distraction. That's why. Not because your warped worldview doesn't qualify you to be a coach in the NFL, although I can argue the opposite given the NFL's toxic culture. Third, Gruden said he never meant to hurt anyone. 
Or did he mean he never meant for these emails to get out and harm the historically marginalized populations he disparaged? There's more to Gruden's emails, including his belief that players like Eric Reed, a former teammate of Colin Kaepernick, should lose their job for protesting during the national anthem. Which brings the following question to mind. Does anyone find it ironic that Reed and Kaepernick are both free agents? Just saying. He also scolded the NFL's attempt to reduce concussions. This dude is wow, just a bad dude all around. Jane Coaston, the host of the New York Times podcast, The Argument, opines that the NFL has problems more significant than Gruden, and I agree. In her words, Gruden didn't live in a vacuum. Nope, he didn't, because his emails were in conversation with other people affiliated with the NFL. Coaston proposes a league-wide investigation of all 32 teams concerning workplace culture to understand how Gruden's behavior is likely emblematic of what the NFL represents, but I'm sure all 32 teams scrubbed their emails after Gruden's downfall. When the first batch of leaked emails became public, the NFL said, The email from John Gruden denigrating DeMorris Smith is appalling, abhorrent, and wholly contrary to the NFL's values. Is it really? I raise this inquiry because Gruden questioning Smith's intelligence overlaps with how the NFL has handled the $1 billion settlement regarding concussion-related brain injuries, approved in 2015. This settlement was in response to a class-action lawsuit filed in 2012 by more than 4,500 retired players that claimed the NFL withheld information that linked football-related head trauma to permanent brain injuries. Fast forward to 2020, NFL retirees Najee Davenport and Kevin Henry filed a lawsuit alleging the NFL prevented black retirees from receiving payment from the settlement due to a statistical manipulation technique called race norming. What is race norming? To put it simply, race norming, as it pertains to neurocognitive exams, determines the baseline of cognitive functioning by factoring race into the equation. For retirees to receive payment for their claims, they must take a neurocognitive exam that assesses their decline in cognitive functioning. Now, this is the kicker. If a white retiree's cognitive test received the same score as a black retiree, it's presumed the white retiree's decrease in cognitive functioning is greater because his baseline is considered higher. As a result, the black retiree would have to receive a lower score on the neurocognitive exam to receive compensation. This is the working of medical racism. Race norming was so pervasive in these exams that the NFL appealed payments to black retirees if doctors didn't use it in their assessments. Anthropologists Tracy Canada and Chelsea R. Carter write, even with the NFL's overwhelming financial prominence, Race norming was one way the league could more closely moderate who was eligible, read worthy, for a settlement. Yet despite its contemporary uses, race norming can be traced back to plantation slavery, eugenics efforts globally, and a long history of racial science used to justify the belief in inferior racial groups. These misguided scientific endeavors are rooted in an idea that black people's bodies are inherently different from white people's bodies. U.S. District Judge Anita B. Brody, who has overseen a concussion settlement, dismissed the lawsuit filed by Davenport and Henry, but she ordered a mediation between the NFL and lawyers representing the retirees. 
This resulted in the NFL and the retirees' lawyers filing a joint proposal last week that eliminated the use of race norming, allowing black retirees to retake the neurocognitive exams that could enable them to receive a payment for claims that were previously denied or receive a higher payment for claims that were previously accepted. The joint proposal is pending review by Brody. Meanwhile, keep your heads on a swivel. While I could have discussed the stark racial disparity between NFL players, coaches, front office management, and ownership, and how this context empowered Gruden, I think there is an elusive point to be made here. Indeed, when we look at this disparity, it communicates to me that while blacks are qualified to be players, for the most part, they aren't qualified to be coaches. They aren't qualified to be in front office management. And they aren't qualified to own any team. But that speaks to the racial wealth inequality gap that's beyond the scope of this episode. Still, considering these facts, I must ask this question. So, it's okay for blacks to potentially destroy their brains for the NFL, but they can't be the brains behind the operation? I'll leave that alone for now. But my point is this. What ties Gruden to the NFL is the use of medical racism, among other reasons. His comments about Demore Smith's intelligence and physical features are linked to the history of medical racism. The NFL using race norming also evokes the history of medical racism. John Gruden isn't a lone wolf in the NFL. He's just a red flag that reveals the underbelly of racism the NFL condemns in theory, but champions in practice. <laughs>